1: Welcome to the Ice Guys, Saturday, December 16th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and back with us. Uh, He's become our Saturday uh, guest the last few weeks. Zach Urban back again as well, ready to break down this Saturday NHL card. Uh, Again, a loaded Saturday slate uh, on tap. Uh, We've got uh, 13 games on the NHL slate uh, ready to rock on this Saturday. Uh, Zach, before we uh, get into everything, we'll uh, get some
2: thoughts from you. How's the week been? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh... Working a little bit out here in Kelowna, we're still yet to get any snow, so not feeling too much in the crispest spirit quite yet. But everything's been rolling along nicely.
1: It's been rolling along nicely on the, certainly last night on the uh, show, but it was a pretty good overall night uh, with the Friday slate. We'll do a quick recap of it before we get into the uh, Saturday games. Uh, Boston and the New York Islanders, um, look, you can call them anything you want. It's all good. You can say Draw Island. Take a trip to Draw Island. Alex and I did, and it was just a beautiful trip. It was a beautiful yes, scenery, dude. lovely, <laughs> lovely accommodations. Uh, just a lot of lot of great things to do. Uh, they treated us very well. Again, Draw Island last night. Yes, indeed, the Drawlanders. Actually, I think the number one. Where I think I've settled on what's the best way to describe it. I think the Tylanders is the best one. I do too. It's, I it's like that. that perfect ring to it. The Tylanders. The New York Tylanders. They've done it again, another draw involving the Islanders last night, plus 350 cashes in, in what turned out to be a wild back-and-forth affair between the Bruins and the Islanders last night. Uh, it was just a, a back-and-forth game. The Islanders had multiple leads, and the Bruins answered them every single time. We have another goal scored by our latest goal-score prop um, wizard, uh, Morgan Geeky, finding the back of the net once again on that top-line roll for the Bruins. and Boston finds a way, and they find a way because, well, they got timely goal scoring, the power play connected a few times, and Linus Allmark probably had one of his best performances of the season, probably one of the best single game performances that any goalies had this year. He was absolutely terrific uh, in between the pipes for the Bruins last night, keeping them in it and allowing them to come back and get the 5-4 shootout win last night against the uh, New York Islanders. Uh, we saw the Rangers thump the Ducks 5-1. to one. The struggles continue for Anaheim. Nashville, what a resilient effort. And I said on uh, social media, you know, Auntie Ronta and Kevin Lankin, and they're putting on a shit show. Not a show, a shit show for everybody. Uh, and that's exactly what it was in that. Neither one was any good uh, last night in that game. It was just who's going to... It's like that football game where no defense can get a stop. It's just a matter of who's going to have the football last. Who's going to score the last points wins the game. That's how that game felt with Nashville and Kakalaki uh, last night. Whoever's going to have the puck on their stick last and get that final chance to put it in is going to win. And Nashville, thankfully for me, was the team that did because I had them at a plus money, a plus 140, cashing in there, the draw, a small piece of that, as well as the Preds come back to beat the Hurricanes 6-5. to Both goalies, like I said, really had a tough night. Speaking of tough nights, another tough night for Ottawa. Man, that's a game you've got to win. You're up 4-2 in the third. You had two different two-goal leads squander both of them and you end up suffering another painful loss and you get no points either losing five, four in regulation to Dallas. Great job by the stars coming back, but that's one that got away for the Ottawa senators Uh, and Dallas wins the game. It comes at a cost though. Jake Ottinger leaving the game to due to injury in the first period. Uh, And we'll have to see how long he is out for. He didn't even make the trip with the Dallas stars to St. Louis for their game against the blues tonight. So, Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, Dallas stars, uh, how long he's going to be out because look, and I get it. He hasn't had the start to the season. He hoped for, it's been a bit of a struggle for Ottinger, but we know there's a good goalie there and they're still going to miss him. So, uh, it's Scott Wedgwood, uh, for the time being now, uh, who actually played pretty solid in relief of Ottinger in allowing Dallas to come back and win that game and an easy winners for Alex and I with the first period over. And I tacked on the full game over 6.5 as well. Uh, Very easy to see that come through. Uh, The one disappointment for me of the night was San Jose drawing over. None of them came through for me against Arizona. one nothing, another shutout, the third of the season for Connor Ingram. So, continues to be one of the surprise stories, certainly of goaltenders uh, in the NHL, but a good, tight defensive game from Arizona, which I think Andre Tour, and he kind of wanted his team to get back to that. They're kind of sloppy defensively on that road trip where they struggled. So, nice bounce back for Arizona. And man, this Buffalo Sabres team, man, that's just ridiculous now at this point. This roller coaster ride, they can't put two good games in a row together. They get absolutely obliterated by Colorado. And then they come back and they beat Vegas last night, the Stanley Cup champs, 5 2. Just uh, like I say, it's up and down. It's good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. It's win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Watch them lose to Arizona tonight. Now here on the back-to-back, it's just so typical of the Sabres. I think I look went back and looked, there's something like 0-7 in their last seven games after a win. So that's why better beware if you're looking at Buffalo tonight after that big win last night. They've just been totally unable to string good wins to good performances together. And they'll try to tonight, but I'm not betting it to happen. But credit to them last night. I mean, it was a great performance. Cousins, three points. Middle stat was good. Zach Benson, another goal score prop whisperer for me lately. Scores again. That's two goals for him in two games since being elevated to the top line with Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck for Zach Benson, the first-round pick. So keep an eye on that guy. He's probably going to show up on my player prop card again tonight when they take on uh, Arizona. Uh, Alex, thoughts on the uh, Friday slate? A very entertaining Friday slate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got to start with uh, the crown jewel game for me, and that was the Dallas Stars. Uh, like I said, playing with with the Ottawa Senators, getting coming back, getting the win. Like I said, at a hefty price though. Uh, Jake Ottinger going down. That's that's unfortunate. And you know, it's interesting because we're riding this first period over trend now. Twenty and five, the last twenty five games. Jake <laughs> Ottinger has really been kind of the one helping us out. Uh, in, in that case, he gave up two goals before getting hurt uh, in the game last night. And so now, you know, Scott Wedgwood's a guy who has been stable in spots where he knows he's going to start. And, you know, he, he t- you know, will turn in some quality starts more often than not. Uh, but now you have to rely on him heavy. Most likely Matthew Murray would be getting the call up uh, from the A.H.L. We'll see what happens because the Texas Stars, they're in uh, Rosemont to take on the Wolves tonight. So I'm guessing one of those guys has flown the same. And it's not game. the Matt Murray you're thinking of. Not that old no. broken
1: down, old wretched, broken down bones. <laughs> Matt Murray in Toronto and Ottawa the last three years. Not that old, Matt Murray, this is
0: Matthew Murray. Younger Matthew goalie's Murray. been in the Dallas organization for a long time now. Yeah. And he's got some decent numbers uh, down in Texas the last couple of years. So I would assume that he gets the nod uh, and, and gets recalled. Uh, if not already today, but certainly uh, within the week. And we'll see what Ottinger's. just uh, injury is, but that's certainly something that's going to be helping us more than hurting us, I feel like, as far as this 1st period overrun continues. And then, of course, uh, once again, cashing another bargain bin with, uh, with the Stars, getting uh, – Oh, geez, Haskinen. <laughs> Miro Haskinen. Miro Haskinen, uh, A 700. So, yeah. And the funniest part about it is because when I teased it yesterday, I said I love a defenseman for the Stars, and it's not Esselundel. Dell goes and scores in Board the again, game as yeah. well. So, so if you if you were you know thinking maybe you should just grab uh, Dell again, hopefully you you grab that too and catch both of them. But uh, that was certainly just a fun and entertaining game. The Stars team has been uh, putting some money in our pockets uh, at the right time, certainly. And of course, then there's the Islanders. Uh, like I said Islanders. Shout out to Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou was, was the one that, that kind of coined that when we did the poll uh, on, on X. But it's it's just been phenomenal. And, like, it's funny. Was it was about three weeks ago almost, or at least two and a half weeks, where I kind of called this Islanders team. And I said, they're just so hard to watch. They're just so boring. You know, I, I bet their games usually turn to something else. That has been completely the opposite now. 13-3 to the over the last 16 games. All of these overtime games have been a ton of fun to watch. Uh, and you know, I mean, I'm sure Islanders fans can't be too thrilled with the up and downs. I'm sure it's heart attack city for the, for that fan base. But uh, for for us as betters, and just looking at you know just fun hockey for as a fan, the Islanders have been great the last couple of weeks. So those are the two uh big takeaways. So those are the two games that I watched the most last night. So
1: yeah, absolutely. It was a fun Friday night. Again, for and a Friday night where, you know, we had, uh, actually we had six games more than usual on a Friday, but you don't always think, you know, a short, a slate that small is going to be deliver that much action and excitement, but it definitely did with uh, multiple games uh, last night. Uh, Zach, how much of the hockey did you get to see last night? Any thoughts on it?
2: Uh, I was more on the box scores last night, had some family over last night, and then, uh, we went out, uh, The ice hockey team that I play for here in Kelowna had a game, but obviously I wasn't playing because I'm not feeling too hot. But we went out after and had some drinks or whatever, so I didn't really catch too much hockey. But I noticed some things that I didn't really like seeing, which was Carolina kind of peeing it down their leg again, which doesn't make me too happy. And then uh, another thing that I thought was funny was just Ottawa seems like it just keeps going down deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm really uh, curious to see kind of what the outcome going in the future there, because after Christmas break, if it's still like this, trade deadline's coming up. Who knows what they're going to be thinking? I got some hefty yeah. contracts over there too, but <clears throat> I'm not sure. No, oh, I'm uh, excited for today. A lot of hockey on the cap, so really good matchups as well.
1: Yeah, looking forward to uh, breaking uh, down this uh, Saturday slate. Uh, there's no question. Uh, by the way, I got to mention since uh, Zach is uh, rocking the Detroit Lions hat, is that an omen for tonight for that team?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm hoping they get the win. So one of my good friends that I uh, played with in Macon is from Detroit. So he's got me on the Detroit Lions bandwagon for a couple of years now and has been telling me they're going to be pretty good. So the Dan Campbell effect, he says.
1: <laughs> well, they looked really, really good a few weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago, and now there's people yeah. starting to panic a little bit because for sure I think well I think the
2: last couple of weeks. Kind though. of like a must win for, probably in their mind today for no. sure. So it's going to be well, a I good mean, game against the Broncos because they've been playing some pretty good yes. football lately yeah. and no one's very talking important. about it. Everyone is ripping Russell Wilson, and I think he's got one of the best, like, touchdown-to-interception ratios in the NFL right now.
0: He's, he's, he's streaky, and, and the Lions, they're in rarefied <laughs> air. They haven't been this good this late in the season in, in a very, 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 very long time. So yeah, uh, it's, it's an interesting matchup. I'd be over that at uh, 48.
2: So. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs> it's, it's, I wish that's it was one too, of the hard. earlier games. I hate that I have to wait all day. I don't really care <laughs> yeah. for the first two games of the NFL today.
1: Yeah, the first two. Well, you know what's funny? Even <clears> the first two games: Minnesota, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. They're very important games. Mm-hmm. All four they teams are, are battling yeah, for the yeah. yeah. Denver, Detroit, battling for their playoff lives. These are huge games. These are they're all tons seven of and very six very matchups critical. for the
2: first two games. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. four teams are card, seven all and
1: card and implications.
0: implications. Yeah,
2: yeah. All yeah. playoff It'll implications. It'll probably be a good ball to watch. I'm sure I'll probably sprinkle a little money on it.
1: Yeah, big games, important games. You're right. I, I, of course, I'm a, I'm on all three games. I'm a high volume guy. There's, <laughs> there's very few, if any, games I'm not involved with from right. you a know, betting standpoint. But yeah, I would say that um, yeah, uh, that's a uh, not Detroit overs are a good look here uh, right now. And one last thing about the football before we get back to hockey, um, these three games are all on NFL Network. So unbelievable. Three of the biggest, most important games of the weekend, and all three of them are NFL Network. I mean, that's just the way it ended <laughs> yeah. up. So no CBS, no Fox, no none of the main networks, no uh, NFL network. You're going to see – I don't even know. Rich, Rich Eisen will be doing one of those games. I know that. Yeah. <clears throat> being on uh, NFL – I don't know which one, but Garen Damteet, he'll do play-by-play uh, for one of them. But it's just funny. All these big games, and they're all on the NFL network channel. we to got to show the bowl game today. So. Yeah. That's right. Of course. And there's bowl games on ESPN. There's a lot going on. There's a huge UFC card tonight as well. So it is a busy loaded Saturday card, including in the NHL, which we'll get into right at this moment as we begin. And we start with the only afternoon game, believe it or not. Usually we have three or four afternoon games, just the one. And it's in Alex's backyard there, St. Paul, uh, Vancouver and Minnesota. Uh, We've got the uh, Wild minus 115 home favorites, uh, six the total, uh, shaded to the over uh, here in this game. Interesting matchup here. We've got the Vancouver Canucks, who I do believe are the better of these two teams, um, playing great hockey right now uh, off the uh, very strong homestand that they had, uh, of course, which wrapped up on Thursday with a very solid, impressive 4 nothing shutout win over the Florida Panthers on Roberto Luongo night. Uh, they won all four of the five games on that homestand. Minnesota, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Florida <clears throat> 4-1 on that homestand. Uh, impressive hockey. Uh, everyone pulling the rope in the right direction for Vancouver. Uh, and it's everybody. And Andre Kuzmenko now starting to heat up, too, who was in Rick Dockett's doghouse for a bit. He's starting to get in the good. press box for a game or two, I think. He was 100%, yeah. Zach. Yeah, I mean, he had struggles early in the year. Dakota Joshua has been uh, stepping really things good. up a little bit the last few games. You know what you've gotten all year from Besser and Miller and Pedersen. Uh, and McKayev and Lafferty have fit pretty well with Pedersen on that top line. The D has played solid, even with Carson Soucy out. You know, your Noah Julesons mm-hmm. and Ian Cole and uh, Zadorovs fit very nicely with Tyler Myers. Quinn Hughes and Horonic have been outstanding. Uh, and both goalies have been good. Even DeSmith, who's going to get the start here. And of course, it goes without saying, Thatcher Demko's been amazing. Um, but I don't know if I love this spot for Vancouver because this is an 11 a.m. Pacific start uh, for them. Uh, they travel not far east, but central time zone here to Minnesota. Uh, and the wild, to their credit, you know, since the coaching change with Hines, uh, this is a 6 and 2 hockey team. They played well. And after it looked like, uh, things were going to fall off the rails again for them with the back-to-back losses after the initial win streak with the coaching change was snapped. They lost the two to Vancouver and Edmonton. they bounced back since and beat Seattle and Calgary uh, in the last two games. We'll see how they fare. It's also a little bit of a short turnaround revenge spot for the Wild. Uh, they lost 2 nothing to Vancouver in Vancouver just nine days ago. Minnesota had won six straight against Vancouver prior to that loss, including three straight here against... Uh, hosting the Canucks here in Minnesota. So I don't think I love the Canucks <clears throat> spot to, to be quite honest with you. I'm, I'm certainly not betting against Vancouver because I still think they're the better of these two teams, but I don't feel great about backing them in this spot. Maybe the draw, because we just talked about this the other day with uh, Minnesota. Uh, you know, they're starting to play that little tighter hockey and without Brodeen and Spurgeon, I thought this team was going to suddenly really have issues defensively, <coughs> give up some goals and I still worry about them big time on the back end without Spurgeon and Brodeen or two of their better defensive minded defensemen on this team, no doubt about it. But, you know, Gustafson's playing really well right now, and he's really cleaning up a lot of the mistakes they make at this point in time. You know, he it was terrific in the Calgary game, 35 saves on 37 shots for the shootout win there. He's now on a terrific run, Gustafson, of allowing two goals or less in six straight starts coming into this afternoon. So, you know, that's that's what concerns me here is that I want to bet overs with Minnesota, but we saw the under against Calgary. Gustafson's in great form. I think John Hines wants a more defensive-minded approach from his hockey team uh, at this point in time. So I'm not on a side, not on a total. I'm going to look at a small draw bet here, though. I do think this is a pretty tight competitive game Chance for a draw. We did see it, of course, in the last game for Minnesota against Calgary. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Matinee affair. Canucks, Wild.
0: Yeah, this is the beginning of the year. I probably would have had all kind of first period overs. Both teams to score. Full game over. Canucks on the uh, you know puck line. But he said, you know, the way that this team has changed now at Hines, they are you know cleaning things up defensively. Like said Gustafson, it's a great point to make. He's looking more like he did last year. Now that Heinz has taken over than he did with the struggles that he had had earlier in the year, kind of letting up some softer goals. He's he's making much better saves, controlling rebounds a lot better. That's arguably one of his uh, his bigger weaknesses, in my opinion. But now that he's getting that settled away. And uh, this is, you know, the history with these two teams has actually been in the under, five and two the last seven meetings. I'm not playing an under here because, like I said, this is not odd <laughs> start time uh, for Vancouver. Even though the Canucks have been in since yesterday afternoon, uh, so they should be acclimated at the time. Uh, it sh- shouldn't be interesting. It uh, shouldn't, shouldn't cause any issues. But what's interesting is that this is the first of back-to-back games in the daytime. Tomorrow they play 2 o'clock Central uh, in Chicago against the Hawks. So uh, that's something to kind of keep an note on. Maybe we see the legs a little bit shakier tomorrow with the second of a back-to-back and another day game where here it may not be that much of an issue. So I like the draw. I would play that small too, and this is definitely a live game where Maybe we do see some goals early, then we see things clamp down, maybe we can jump in and grab a live under at a better price.
1: All right, Zach, what do you think here, Vancouver, Minnesota?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat with you guys. It's kind of going to be an interesting
2: game. Definitely an early start for Vancouver. I don't know them being there the day before how much that's going to help or not. It's always weird playing super early, no matter what, in my opinion. I was kind of looking at maybe first period puck line for the Wild. Maybe they'll get out to a hot start and then – Vancouver might chip their way back, but also kind of leaning a little bit to the under. I feel like yeah. it might be a low scoring game. Gustafson has uh, been getting pretty good lately and so has DeSmith. So yeah, I'd probably lean a little bit to the under, honestly.
1: Yeah. As far as the props go uh, in this game. And again, this could be an under as well. I feel uh, we'll see. And by the way, I want to mention two Vancouver versus Minnesota games since Tocket took over as head coach for of the Canucks, I think the scores were 2-1 and 2 nothing, So you're talking about really uh, two tight unders between these two teams uh, since Tockett took over as the head coach last season.
0: And what's so interesting, definitely. too, is that it's it's hard to really – I mean, like I said, if this was a night game, I feel like I would be playing the under pregame. But the Wild yeah. and Day games going back – I mean, since even before the pandemic and when you know when we had regular schedules, the wild and day games historically at home usually have been higher than, than lower. So that's the one thing that's kind of scared me from playing the under right now. And that's why I'm kind of hoping maybe we can get a spot where we can play it in game.
1: Yeah, as far as props to, uh, tonight or this afternoon, I should say Lafferty and Mikheyev, as long as they remain in the top line. Now, again, they're not always going to score every night, but they're playing with Pedersen, who's just un- incredible in terms of facilitating you got to look in their direction. Of I wouldn't say no to Besser, Besser, and especially Besser because he's in Minnesota. He'll want to play well. Uh, there's no question about that. So Besser props for sure. And then for Minnesota, there, there's two guys that stand hands down above everyone else. Uh, and, and no, Eric Seneck's not one of them. I don't mind Eric but the two that stand out above all right now are Boldy and Rossi. Boldy and Rossi are on fire right now for this head coach. They've been terrific offensively really since, well, Rossi's been pretty good all year, and he's been scoring Mm back-to-back games entering today. And Matt Boldy's just uh, unstoppable again since the coaching change, and he's on a torrid goal and point streak uh, entering this afternoon. So uh, Rossi and Boldy, for sure, the top two looks for Minnesota props uh, in this game. All right, the rest of the games are Saturday night, Colorado-Winnipeg. We've got Colorado minus 115 road favorites, six the total here in this game uh, tonight. Uh, it's funny, the money's come in on the Jets here. Jets off a road trip, of course. They were out in California. Uh, they ended that road trip with a very impressive uh, 5-2 victory against the LA Kings, uh, wiping away the bitter taste, I guess you could say, of a 2-1 loss to San Jose right before that. 5-1 and in their last six games, so they're playing quite well. And they actually beat the uh, the Colorado Avalanche just recently, December the 7th, 4-2 in Denver. I was on the Jets uh, in that game, I don't know if I'll be on them tonight. Colorado probably look remembers uh, losing that they'll want to a, 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 probably redemption for them. They'll be looking for against the Jets in this game. Uh, they're off back to back home wins against Calgary and Buffalo. The Calgary game was one they maybe shouldn't have won, but they did. They were down five, three came back in the third with three goals to beat the Flames, much to Zach Chagrin, of course, as a uh, Calgary yeah. Flames fan there. Uh, and then the Buffalo game, they won 5-1 uh, against the uh, Sabres and uh, just dominated early, took advantage of just a Buffalo team that was ill-prepared to start that game, uh, and the Avalanche uh, ended up rolling 5-1 uh, in that one. So we'll see how this game plays out, but lean Avs. Uh, nothing I love, but I lean in that direction here. What do you think, Alex? Avs, Jets.
0: Yeah, uh, so I'm looking now, and it seems to be that Ivan Prosvatov is going to be getting the start here. Uh, And just looking back. Yes, it is,
1: actually. It looks like it is confirmed. Yeah, Prosvatov for Colorado, Hellebuck for Winnipeg. Yep.
0: Yeah, and so when you look at his last five starts, you mentioned those two wins the 5 1 win against Buffalo, where he started. uh, Buffalo didn't do anything in the first 20 minutes, literally. I mean, they didn't even have a shot on goal. So. Kind of hard to really register and, and you know call that a quality start necessarily for him. Then you go back, he you know made all 11 saves and 20 minutes of relief in that 6 5 win against Calgary. Before that, 5 2 loss to Philly, uh, ended up losing in a shootout against Anaheim. Uh, it, you know, has a kind of a rough start at the 3 1 game. So his numbers have not been great. And like you said, Winnipeg just beat this team. Being at home, I could see where maybe the abs, like I said, you know, they're. It seems like every three out of four games, right, you get three good games from them. You get a really good game and kind of, you know, an average game, and then you get a clunker. You get a really good game, an average game, another really good game, and then a clunker. I just feel like this could be a clunker night for, for uh, Colorado. So give me the Jets here at a cheap price at home. I think they find a way to get uh, some goals past Pro, Prostov and get the win. here. Yeah,
1: I, that, that's exactly why um, I'm on, I'm not taking Colorado. It's the Prosvitov announcement. I got to see more from him. I haven't seen enough quality from him uh Necessarily in net. Let's be honest. Yeah, he played better against Buffalo. They also spotted him like a four nothing lead, so he had a chance to really relax, get settled in. Uh, let's see if this is a close game. If he's able to make those critical saves in a in a game that's you know right there for the taking. And I've still got my doubts about that. Not to mention Winnipeg's playing really well. I don't know if I want to step in front of that team. They are off a road trip. They've had a few days off though, so it's not as detrimental. I think the home game off a road trip spot here for the Winnipeg Jets in this game. Uh, and look, they've been able to survive without Kyle Connor so far. Give them all the credit for that. Uh, Zach, what do you think here? Colorado, Winnipeg.
2: Yeah, nothing excites me too, too much on this one. Uh, it is a little surprising how well Winnipeg's been doing without Connors because I really felt like they'd be quite a different team without him. And I still think that they're going to suffer a little bit with that. So that's why I'm a little nervous to put any money on their side. Uh, probably maybe just first period over. I think they'll come out a little hot, but then it's going to settle down. But, yeah, I don't really like the game too, too much, to be honest.
1: Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's a tricky <clears> game. For me. It's more I don't like
2: Winnipeg. Pop. I never like putting money on Winnipeg or anything for some reason. I don't know why. I get it's it. Not, I get it. Everybody's got
0: those teams.
2: Yeah, yeah. just no reason. But maybe because they're Now, Winnipeg. you are
1: facing Connor Hallibach, who's a great goalie. You're, you're talking about a Winnipeg team that's capable, at least at defensively when they're on their game. But Colorado's been lighting it up lately, and there are some Colorado props that are, are, interest me. Um, Nachushkin, uh, Drouin in the second line, you know, has some value because he's Drouin is up on the second line, but especially Nachushkin. And here's a couple over one-and-a-half points props, at plus money that might be worth a look tonight. Uh, Nachushkin and Rantanen. Nachushkin's had two points in two straight games, consecutive multi-point games, and Rantanen, man, He has now he had been on a little bit of a been in a little bit of a funk for the Avs, but he has suddenly snapped out of it decisively in the last two games, three points against Calgary goal and two assists, three points against Buffalo, a goal and two assists. Seems like ever since he heard that shit from Arturi Lekkinen's dad talking smack about him. Uh, it's almost like that was like, Hey, I'll show you F you, I'll show you what I've, uh, how, how well I've been training or not training over the summer. Uh, and he has played really well. So if you like over one and a half points, props, and you get good plus money, uh, maybe you look Rantanen, maybe you look, uh, Nichushkin. Um, and, and then on the Winnipeg side, you know, you'd look at probably, you know, Perfetti has been uh solid for them. Uh, you look at anyone on that uh, second line for the jets, there's value. Ehlers was terrific. Maybe Velarde too. Now I worry Velarde had been quiet, and then all of a sudden he has that <clears throat> incredible game against the Kings, four points. Is that just yeah he was playing his old team, he was, he was fired up, and, and he just exploded offensively with the situation being what it was, or could that start a offensive hot streak for them, for him I should say? And if you believe the latter, that that can start an offensive surge for him, and it wasn't just a product of a one off him playing his former team for the first time, he was amped up to really make an impact if you believe this can carry over for Gabe Velarde his props are probably not a bad option tonight uh, in this game either for the Winnipeg Jets all right here they are one of my favorite teams and I can't believe two years ago if you would have told me the New York Islanders are one of my favorite teams I'd say you're nuts <laughs> but, uh, right now they are draw island baby drawlanders the Thailanders uh whatever you want to call them uh, they have been uh, good money makers here on this show. Uh, they go to Montreal to take on the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Uh, the New York Islanders minus 125 road favorites, six the total uh, here in this game. Uh, you know what we're doing. We're on the draw again. Now, look, it's one of these days, you know, and, and they're finally going to see a, a three, four, five, six game stretch where the Islanders don't go to overtime. It, it's inevitable. It eventually will happen. But you ride the wave until proven otherwise right now. And that's exactly what I am doing here in this game. Tough spot for the Islanders. If you just look at the side and who's going to win this game, it's a very tricky spot that was a very uh, hard-fought, you know, it was a battle for by both teams last night in that Bruins-Islanders game. So very, very difficult here uh, to see if the uh, Islanders have much in the tank on the back-to-back, just because that was a very intense game last night that they played with the Bruins in that shootout loss. Again, the, the numbers are remarkable. Six of the last 10 uh, Islanders games have gone past regulation. And don't look now. Here's a Montreal team that two of their last three games have gone past regulation. Game against Pittsburgh. Uh, in their last game, losing four three in a shootout, they played a shootout game last weekend with Buffalo that went past regulation. Uh, Montreal struggling; they're just two and five in their last seven games, but they've been competitive. Other than the LA loss, I mean, the Detroit loss was an OT loss. Uh, you know, they lost two to one to Nashville. It was a winnable game, so Montreal's been competitive. If you look at the series history, the last meeting in Montreal in February of last season also went to overtime. 4-3 in favor of the Canadians. And you know what I'm doing with the total here. Islanders overs until proven otherwise as well. So for me here over 6 and uh, the draw uh, in this game with the Islanders and the Habs. Lean Habs from a side perspective might put a few bucks on the Montreal money line but definitely don't like that as much as the other two bets that I mentioned which are the over and the draw at plus 3.50. Uh, Alex Islanders
0: Canadian or sorry, Thailanders and Canadians. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're on with the draw once again. shop uh, around for it. I got plus three twenty-five at bet online. Uh, so definitely want to try and get as high of a number as possible. We've seen the books adjusting. We've seen uh with the last two games with uh, draw island, we've seen plus two ninety-fives, plus two nineties at places like Bet MGM. So the books are getting uh, smart. So try to get at least plus three hundred or better uh when hitting these and like i said even now we're seeing some of the books try to get shifty and they're switching prices around for yes no props on overtime so we got to start looking at both of those and seeing where the, the best value is uh within those two props but we, that's where we're just going we're looking for more overtime here with the this. now it's
1: been a mix of overs and
0: unders in the head-to-head series history the last
1: 10 games but the last two have gone over Uh, between these teams. And like I said, the Montreal, the last game in Montreal last year with Islanders and Canadians was an over and it went to overtime, 4-3. So 4-3 for somebody in overtime tonight would be just perfect for me. Uh, What do you think here on this one, Zach? Islanders, Canadians.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably going to be tight. I'm going to go lean a little bit on the Habs side. Uh, Habs first 10 minutes as well. Money line on that. So that's probably all I'm thinking on that one. Nothing too crazy, but. I don't know. I don't know if the Islanders are going to keep this draw thing up that you guys have been riding tonight, but it would be awesome. Oh, well, they him, won't. For sure. But until I see signs <laughs> ah, of it no,
1: slowing no. down, yeah, yeah, <laughs> We're going back to that well, man.
2: Is uh, who's in net for the Islanders? Is it Varlamov for sure?
1: Uh, we got Sam got... Bull for Montreal, and it should be Varla. It will be Varlamov. It's not confirmed. It's Varlamov, but it will be Varlamov <clears> because <throat> we saw Sorokin last night. Perfect. So that's what I would expect. Varlamov montembo uh, to be the goalie matchup here in this one. So, yeah, Islander – or it's not Islander. The draw on the over, maybe a smaller shot on Montreal as well. And then for props in this game, um, one of these days I hope Slavkovsky going to score because he's with uh, still on the top line with Suzuki and Caulfield. But uh, I'm getting sick of betting that every fucking game and losing right now with Slavkovsky. Like, step up, man. You're playing with two of the best forwards on the team, like Suzuki and Caulfield. Time to get your offensive acting gear. Uh, right now, uh, Monahan actually has stepped up for the uh, Canadian. He's had a nice little few games as well for uh, Montreal. So make sure you keep that in mind. Uh, he's played well. And then for the Islanders, the way they're scoring in bunches right now, there's a lot of good options for, for this team. Simon Holmstrom is the one that stands out uh, at the moment. Like Lee's been quiet offensively. You know, Horvat and Marzell are capable. Uh, Horvat's actually been on a nice point run lately. Brock Nelson's always pretty reliable but here's simon holmstrom now suddenly with goals and back-to-back games for the islanders and uh three points in the last four games as well so simon holmstrom yeah absolutely right now uh, as far as his props uh there's value no question about that even though he's a third line guy believe he still sees power play time and he gets on the ice shorthanded you know and he's a threat to score shorthanded we saw that earlier this week against anaheim so plus 500 on simon holmstrom to score a goal tonight looks like some really good value uh, if you're looking at a value-laden player prop here on the islanders side tonight all right detroit red wings philadelphia flyers we've got the uh, flyers minus 125 home favorites six the total here in this one flyers playing good i'm really not in a rush to step in front of this team uh they're finding ways to win uh i saw a good interview with keith jones the president of hockey ops and Jonesy said, you know what, it's on the players to accelerate the re- rebuild process and to prove that, hey, yeah, yes, we're in it to rebuild long term. But he said, if I were a player, I'd be looking to show my coaching staff and my management group that I'm good enough to speed up this rebuild process to help make this a better team more quickly uh, in the short term. And, you know, right now, the Flyers, there's, there's always going to be that that voice inside your head that says the Flyers are going to fall off at some point, but 16, 10, and three, it's been a very strong start to the season. They've now won five of their last six games. Uh, They've been very, very solid. Uh, They've also got a little bit of a, a draw thing developing the Flyers here in recent games. They've gone past regulation in six of their last nine games. Uh, entering tonight against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So keep that in mind. Uh, Detroit is struggling right now, and you kind of expected they might with uh, the depletion throughout the lineup, with Dylan Larkin being out, David Perron serving his suspension. It's two of their better forwards. Um, So it's been tough sledding for them, and they just haven't been great defensively either during this stretch. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with their goaltending because, you know, sometimes when you have your – your your kid uh and you're a goalie and and y- your wife uh gives birth that sometimes leads the goalie when he comes back from you know seeing a, his uh, his newborn he plays great that hasn't happened with Billy Huso though <laughs> for Detroit he has had a tough time uh, no question about that even though he just became a dad uh Alex Lyon is going to be in net tonight for the Uh, Red Wings. Samuel Erson is going to get the start here for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, we trusted Erson against Nashville in a game where the uh, Flyers badly outplayed the Predators. And uh, Erson wasn't terrible, but he definitely was outplayed by UC Soros, who was outstanding uh, in that game for Nashville. So we'll see. And the reason why Erson is in net, by the way, is Carter Hart uh, is under the weather. Got a little bit of an illness uh, going into this game. So he actually hasn't been totally ruled out yet, according to a uh, couple of the Flyers reporters. Game time decision. Or actually, no, Erson starting. Game time decision to back up Erson. So there's uh, there's no way Hart's starting, according to the Flyers. It's going to be for uh, <clears throat> the uh, Philadelphia Flyers tonight. So I'm a little concerned now about the uh, Philly side, a little bit more with Erson uh, and Nett. Because last time I took Philly with Erson and Nett against Nashville, didn't win the game, but I will take the draw uh, in this game. I absolutely will with Philly going to overtime or a shootout in six of the last nine. That's a uh, percentages on my side to look at the draw here with the Red Wings uh, and the uh, Flyers. Uh, and again, the price on that, at fan plus three fifty. It's again, a very yeah. good price on that. As far as the total goes, you know, we did see the over and Philly's last point. It's, uh, Washington it did end up going over the total. Um, Detroit's kind of an over team to me, so I lean that way over six. But don't love it, like it, don't love it. As far as the total goes, what do you think here in this one, Alex? Interesting matchup here, Red Wings
0: Flyers. Yeah, it is an interesting matchup, and like you said, you know, we're we're waiting for that kind of bottom to drop with Philly, but you know, they've still been just kind of hanging out. They're going to be competitive every night. That's the, that's the thing. Tortorella's got this team. Uh, fired up he hasn't lost the the, the room yet he hasn't pissed anybody off too too much so they're playing good competitive hockey under him and that's those are the times where we do kind of have to kind of look in and, uh, and back them but just I'm definitely looking at the total I like the over here at six uh, even though the series last three matchups and, and five and two uh, to the under but I, I definitely feel like we could see some goals here with Arison and that like you said I think he's going to start to regress uh, a little bit to those good starts that we saw from him. Those won't continue to last. So that and then Alex Lyon, who has been steady. You know, he's a good guy to give you, you know, some great starts and bursts in his NHL career. You know, we haven't seen him be able to just string it together long term and just give you quality start after quality start. So I'm taking a shot here with the over. I'm also going with the first period over here. Minus $1. 20 it It's been a great run. We've been on with Detroit. Kind of quiet. Uh, you know, nine and three. The last 12 games to that first period over. So I go first period over one and a half minus a dollar twenty. Full game over six. I laid a dollar five at Caesars with that. And I'm also on the draw too. I didn't hadn't realized that with Philly that they've been uh kind of on this on this streak like a lot of other teams we've been seeing. And ironically enough, all these teams in the Eastern Conference been playing these uh close games with the draw, something to keep an eye on too as we get closer now to playoff positioning and into the second half of the season, of course, when these teams will be fighting for positions and will certainly be wanting to grab those extra points as much as possible. So uh, we'll we'll go with Flyers, Wings, draw as well.
1: All right, lots to get involved with here for uh, Alex in this one with the Flyers and the Red Wings. And yes, Cuban Wayne Gretzky in the chat says, uh, Ian knows the prop to go to in this game. And he mentioned it to me. I had no idea. Scott Lawton for the Flyers has apparently scored in, a, in this crazy consecutive game goal scoring streak against the Detroit Red Wings. There's no rhyme or reason to it, but apparently he just scores uh, goals when he and the Flyers face Detroit. So if you believe in that, Scott Lawton, um, that he is just a, a, a dynamo offensively all of a sudden when they face Detroit. So uh, keep that in mind. So I'll, I'll sprinkle on that. What the hell? Sometimes it's just there's that one team that you just you burn. It's like that baseball hitter. There's always that one team you've got like a 400 batting average against. I remember Mountcastle this year for the Baltimore Orioles. Every time he faced Toronto, you know, he's destroying the Blue Jays. You know, and there's always that one team that you just, you know, you do a lot of damage against. And maybe that is Detroit for Scott Lawton of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So uh, something to keep in mind. Yeah, Lions been good. Uh, 931 save percentage. That's also, a, <laughs> excuse me, a good thing for the draw, in my opinion, because right now with the injuries, Detroit needs good goaltending to give them a chance in these games. Well, you need good goaltending every night to have a chance in the games, but especially now because you've got no Larkin and no Perron up front. Um, so keep that in my uh, city of comfort, straight out of comfort, crazy motherfucker named JT is back for the uh, Philadelphia or for the Detroit Red Wings tonight uh, in this game. Uh, so keep that in mind. That's a big return for the uh, Red Wings. And I like Michael Rasmussen, again, his goal prop. He's up on the top line, it looks like, tonight for the uh, Detroit Red Wings here in this game uh, alongside uh, Comfort and Kane. So uh, And Debrinkit, Volano, and Raymond on the uh, second line. So favorite props for the Red Wings probably would be Rasmussen, uh, Volano, Comfort, and Fabry, the usuals. And then for Philly, uh, when you look at their lineup, um, Forster, you know, has been pretty solid for them. Uh, when you look at, um, uh, you meant, uh, Cuban mentioned Scott Lawton and the success he's had against Detroit. So those would be the ones I would look at there. Uh, Zach, what are you thinking here with Detroit Philadelphia?
2: Yeah, I'm leaning a little bit towards uh, the wings on this one. Philly hasn't really been too, too good at home. Not that the wings have been very good on the road, but wings need to figure out a way to win here. Haven't been very good since they've gotten uh, Patty Kane. At least their record shows that. So, Hope and Lyon can put a good game together and they can get a good road win in Philly.
1: All right. Absolutely. Like in uh, Detroit here, uh, plus uh, 105. Um, It kind of feels like a a Detroit spot after the game against Carolina bounce back mode. But, you know, tough sledding right now for them. It is they have just, uh, you know, you coincides with uh, all the Larkin being out and this uh, little funk that they've been in. We'll see if they can find their way out of it tonight against the uh, Flyers. All right, New Jersey-Columbus. We've got uh, the New Jersey Devils, minus 220 uh, road favorites, six and a half being the uh, total here in this game. Uh, you look at this matchup here with the uh, uh, with the J- Devils and the Jackets. How does Columbus respond? I mean, uh, that was a wild one. I, they did win six to five in overtime, but respond after just a wild emotional roller coaster of a game on Thursday against Toronto. We'll see what kind of uh, performance they have as a follow-up uh, he here tonight uh, taking on this uh, uh, New Jersey Devils team. Uh, you look at the goaltending matchup here tonight. It looks like Daniil Tarasov, who we have not seen for a while. Keep in mind, they've had to go to Spencer Martin and Jet Greaves when Elvis Merzlikens hasn't played. But it looks like Daniil Tarasov, who has not started a game this year for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, he will be a net his first start of the season for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. He's recovered from off-season uh, knee injury that he suffered. That's what's kept him out this long. Um, we'll see how he fares. But last year with the uh, Jackets, the numbers weren't great. 3.91 goals against average, 8.92 save percentage for him with the uh, Jackets last year. And you are talking about a guy making his first start off a knee injury. So and we'll see. I, to me, I don't even know if he got a lot of seasoning in the AHL. Doesn't look like he got a ton of it from uh, all indications. So here's Tarasov all of a sudden in the mix again and starting tonight for the uh, Jackets. It looks like it's going to be uh, at this point in time, uh, expected to be, but not confirmed yet, VTech Vanichek for New Jersey. And we know he's had his ups and downs, uh, including a lot of downs this year uh, in between the pipes for the uh, New Jersey Devils. So this feels like goals, goals, goals galore, uh, in my opinion. Feels like one of those first period both teams to score type of games. Feels like an over six and a half uh, just waiting to happen. Uh, No question. So those definitely would be the looks here for me more than anything in this uh, Devils and uh, Jackets game. Uh, Certainly Columbus. And one thing to do is if you like New Jersey, you know, you can bet the team total pregame. But if you're even considering New Jersey, you know, minus one or in regulation or full game money line, we have seen enough of the Jackets this season to know they start the game pretty well. They have had good first periods. They've had decent starts. But it's the third period where things fall apart. I believe an NHL worst minus 28 goal differential in the third period for the Columbus Blue Jackets this season. So my, what I would suggest to you is if you like New Jersey, don't bet them pregame. Don't bet them pregame. See where we're at second period, second intermission in particular. If it's a tie game and if the Devils happen to be trailing at that time, I think they're a great live bet with the struggles and the problems and really the crisis of confidence this team has developed with the third periods. I mean, that just can't happen the other night against Toronto. I mean, that's how bad their lack of confidence is closing out games that a 5 nothing lead in the third period isn't even safe you know, and the Leafs roar all the way back and they end up uh, tying at five, five. So we'll see how this game goes, but, uh, definitely liking goals, uh, over six and a half first period, both teams to score definitely makes some sense to me. Uh, I would lean to the team total over, but, the price is a little bit too high on that for me on the Devils with over three and a half north of minus 150. Uh, unfortunately, Alex, what do you think here? Devils jackets.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a live game. I'm gonna grab pregame both teams to score in the first period. I actually grabbed that already at plus 150, uh, 130 rather. It's a low kind of a lower price, but worth grabbing pregame. And then they'll set up position for looking for first period over say anything minus a dollar 10 or better. I'm seeing dollar 40s, dollar 50. So we're talking about waiting two, three minutes into the contest to we'll grab it at, as well as grabbing a full game over. Either grab uh, six at plus money or five and a half, laying the same $1.20, $1.25, you'd be laying at six and a half. So looking for better prices with the full game over, a better number, uh, and a better price with the, the first period over. And uh, we'll take both teams to score in the first period as well.
1: Yeah, Jersey has had a tough time in Columbus. It's bizarre. You're right. One and seven the last eight. Um, but you look at this team, really the way they've been playing lately, they're seven and two in the last nine and the seven and two in the last nine for New Jersey coincides with Nico Hishier and Jack Hughes, both being on the ice in the lineup at the same time. And look at the difference. Look at the difference in this devil's team with both of them healthy and playing. It's just their night and day difference with this team. That being said, Vanacek is in the net and, uh, I certainly wouldn't be laying the price with the devils, but having that ultimate utmost confidence, uh, in the, uh, Jackets even with that great history in Columbus against the Devils uh just I don't like where their games at the, uh, at right now certainly defensively that being said offensively they're very capable and it's a great prop game you know Luke Hughes is worth a look in this game you could say uh, certainly um you know there's multiple uh, uh players Mercer starting to heat up a little bit for the Devils uh, right now uh, you you look at the way they've constructed their lineup, There's some of their depth guys have chipped in for the Devils. So there's definitely some good prop opportunities here in this game. No question. Eric Howla, you know, has stepped up a little bit lately as well. Keep that in mind. And then for Columbus, you know, Fantilli, it looks like he's back in the centering the top line again. Uh, he's worth a look. Shinnikov, Baronkov, Marchenko, take your pick with any of those guys. They're always a threat. And then last but not least, he's capable of going on a heater, and he scored two against... Uh, Toronto, including the game winner, Kent Johnson. Don't sleep on that kid. He's excellent. And I think now the second tour duty here after he got sent down to the AHL, maybe he's going to figure it out because that was very impressive. He was great against the Leafs the other night. Kent Johnson, you want some value in a prop. That's definitely value with what you can get with uh, Kent Johnson right now for Columbus. Uh, What do you think here, Zach? Devil's Jackets.
2: Yeah, definitely leaning uh, towards the over. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of goals. First period over as well. Like Alex was on, I think that's probably a smart play. Be nice to see if Vanek could put a good game together, uh, and also interesting to see what Columbus's goal is going to do with his first start. But that's quite the task going against the high-scoring Devils. So, yeah, we'll see. I think someone was saying in the chat that Jack Hughes is away two away from a hundred goals or something. So, that could be a deadly prop bet.
1: Yeah, to get a two-plus goal game, to get it done tonight against a team that doesn't always keep the puck out of their net, uh, that might be – and he needs two. Uh, He's at 98 right now. So that means, uh, you know, take a shot with it. I mean, definitely. (laughs) It's not like the uh, Jackets are incapable of letting a player score two against them. We just saw Matthews do it. He scored two against them in the final two minutes uh, (laughs) the other night to tie that game against uh, the Jackets. So, yeah, that might be good, a little two-plus goals, and you'll get that probably 9-1, to to 10-1, something like that. Uh, on uh, Jack Hughes to score uh, two or more tonight. All right, it's the other draw magnet, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Toronto Maple Leafs, or the Maple Draws, uh, as we like to call them here. Uh, Toronto minus 130, home favorites, uh, 6.5 being the uh, total uh, here in this game. Should be a great matchup here. Looking forward to it uh, between the Penguins and the uh, Leafs. Pittsburgh trying to get their season going, I guess you could say, but you know, still not easy for them to do so. Uh, it's definitely been a struggle for the uh, Penguins. Uh, they looked like they had bounced back against Arizona, uh, and they win that game. Uh, Pittsburgh also, you know, despite a bad start against Montreal, able to come back and beat Montreal uh, in a shootout the other night. So, again, this is a team trying to get on a bit of a roll uh, because they know they've got work to do as far as uh, trying to uh, make the playoffs and trying to uh, get themselves back into the mix uh they've now won two in a row the Montreal win the uh, Arizona win we'll see if they can continue to build on that uh here the, uh, tonight against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs Toronto off that incredible uh valiant effort to come all the way back from five nothing down uh only to lose in overtime after all of that uh, in typical Leafs fashion to come all the way back tie it at five uh, only to lose in overtime again. So, uh, keep that in mind. Um, Toronto lost in Pittsburgh recently, uh, when these teams played earlier this season. So, uh, Toronto's the avenging team, I guess you could say, uh, coming into this, uh, matchup tonight against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Sidney Crosby, just off the top of my head, someone mentioning his goal prop tonight. I think he's done a lot of damage specifically against uh, the Leafs and he's played well in Toronto against the, uh, Maple Leafs as well so uh, definitely might want to look at some Crosby props feels like a good night for a crop not only Crosby goal but Crosby over one and a half points you know I could definitely see that at plus money uh, being a, a solid option we do have some good prop looks here in this game uh, on both sides Pittsburgh it looks like we've got some lineup shifting going on here uh, now it looks like uh, Ricard Raquel uh, is not going to play tonight apparently we were thinking he was going to play they were experimenting with him on the top line, but he did not partake in the morning. He, did, he was in the morning skate, but they're just going to be a little cautious. He won't play tonight. So the Ricard Raquel uh, return uh, has been postponed for uh, Pittsburgh. He won't play tonight. But we do have Volteri Pustinen, the Finn, playing with Crosby and Gensel. And this guy's been noticeable. He's a good value prop tonight. Look, it's it's kind of like the Connor McDavid thing. We've talked about this. You know, when Connor McDavid sometimes can make a broomstick look good if a broomstick was playing on the top line with him. Uh, And Crosby often can do that as well, have that effect. So you see someone like Pustin and moved up to the top line here for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins with Crosby tonight. How do you not take a plus 500 at FanDuel for him to score tonight? That's very difficult. Very, very difficult to turn down that kind of a price when he's playing with Crosby. Uh, on the uh, top line. Uh, Same thing with Drew O'Connor. He's playing on the second line with Malkin and Riley Smith. It's probably not a bad option as well uh, for uh, a value-laden prop on the uh, Penguins side. Uh, For Toronto, it's looking like Matthew Nyes is back from injury tonight, or I don't know if it was injury or illness. I think it was injury. No, sorry, it was illness, but it looks like he's going to finally be back. He was in the morning skate. He's going to retake that spot with uh, Matthews and Nylander on the uh, top line. I don't mind the look to Matthew Neist uh, as well to uh, get on the uh, score sheet tonight in this game. But for me, I like the over and I like the draw uh, as far as the side and the total is concerned. I think we're probably going to see goals here. Pittsburgh's power play, which was on that almost 0 for slide, has all of a sudden heated up in the last two games. How did, it's crazy how it works. Can't buy a power play goal. And then all of a, uh, almost 40 attempts on the power play without a goal. And they score four in the last two games, four yeah. power play goals in the last two games combined for Pittsburgh. So uh, over six and a half, and and I'll might be a decent both teams to score in the first type of game as well. And I do like the draw. How do we not? Once again, with the uh, Toronto Maple draws, they are another gift that keeps on giving right now for us with the draw bets. And you can find, again, good prices at FanDuel, best prices at FanDuel, you know, as far as the uh, draw uh, bets are concerned, and you can get uh, Pittsburgh and Toronto uh, with the uh, draw tonight in this game at FanDuel at plus three eighty, which is a really really good price there. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Penguins, Leafs.
0: Yeah, that's the the, the one play I have is this uh, the the draw at plus three eighty at FanDuel. They've been the one that have been kind of I guess slowest to to adjust to some of these teams, and we're incredibly grateful for it. Uh, and this, this I'm just I just stand away from totals here with this one because. It does scream a high scoring game, right? Toronto on a Saturday night it gets the penguins. This, this feels like it could be a game that, that ends in regulation 4 4. But we've also historically seen where these two teams have played uh, some kind of tight under hockey at 5 and 1 to the under the last six meetings, even with some higher scoring stars. Things kind of clamp down, especially in that second period. So uh, I'm just staying with the draw here with Toronto and nothing else. All right. And you know what? Uh, you're right. It does scream over.
1: Pittsburgh's offense and power play, specifically, is getting back coming back to life. Right. Martin Jones is in net for Toronto. That automatically makes you think over. Although he was pretty good against the Rangers, I will say that he was pretty good actually in that game. But can he do it again? Uh, and Tristan Jari in net, you never know what you're going to get. It does feel like an over, but at the same time, I get what the I get the little. Of your stomach feel that yeah. Alex has in this game was the fact Toronto's off that crazy barn burner with Columbus where it was wild up and down, give up a shit ton of goals, come all the way back. Maybe just tighten things up a little bit. They may right. like to do that tonight. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if that's the case. That is the fear I do have with taking over in this game. What do you think here, Zach? Pittsburgh, Toronto.
2: Yeah, I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh side here. Um, uh, I think that Toronto is going to have another kind of shaky game. I think Pittsburgh's a little bit better of a team than Columbus, so they're going to come out on top uh Sid's been on a tear lately or this whole season I guess really for him so he seems to perform pretty well out east in Canada so I expect another big game for him and like you said their power play starting to roll a little bit which kind of is like I still wonder like I thought maybe they should have just thrown Latang and Carlson on the unit and just done what most of those teams do nowadays go that minute 30 minute 45 on the power play and so I'm kind of disappointed we probably won't see that because now they're rolling again but uh, I think, like you said, the over is going to be pretty, pretty easy hit in my opinion on this one. I know that the last game obviously was barn burner against Columbus, but I don't see uh, that really changing for Toronto. I don't think they're going to be a different team just because of that game tonight.
1: By the way, the, the, I forgot to mention this about the New Jersey game. It's dad's trip for New Jersey uh, in Columbus tonight. So just uh, got to throw that out there. That's always, you know always makes me a little bit more reluctant to bet against the team that's on that dad's trip. So that's for the devils tonight uh, in Columbus. Uh, and uh, John Massey pointed out to me, apparently it's a one game only dad's trip. They cheap. They went on the cheap, the devils, They only one yeah. game. Uh, what kind <laughs> of trip? One game. And you pick Columbus. That's it. Yeah, that doesn't you know? sound very awesome. Come on Now that's the way you treat your dads, Mr. Hughes, Mr. Brat, we'll uh, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mercer, all of them. Um, that's the way you treat them. One game. Constitutes the dad's trip, and it's the Columbus game. At Columbus of all places, yeah, that does cool. make
2: sense. Yeah.
1: Really went out, uh, really spent on the company dime there, didn't you? Uh, well done. So would they go eat um, at an Embassy Suites or something for dinner? <laughs> like, look, it it makes place. me think. Yeah, Denny's. Why don't we just have them eat at Denny's or something? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <my goodness>. <laughs>
0: <Jeez>.
1: <laughs> really going out for your players there. Holy mackerel! One game, dad's trip, and it's in Columbus. You can't script this shit. Like in terms of cheap, in terms of absolute, you know, talk about being a Scrooge around the Christmas season. Uh, the Devils here splurging or not splurging on this dad's trip. One game in Columbus. Wow, wow. All right, Rangers and Bruins. Uh, Bruins minus one twenty. Uh, home favorites. Uh, five and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this one. Great, great matchup. Very interesting game. No advantage either way from a situational scheduling spot because. Uh, Both teams played last night. Uh, Rangers had a a 5-1 win against the Ducks. Uh, Boston roaring back to beat the Islanders 5-4 in a shootout. Definitely, though, I will say this. Which team had the tough – who had to strain more last night? Who had to exert more energy and intensity? Boston. No question about that Uh, in their game against the uh, Islanders compared to the Rangers who were able to coast at the end uh, against the uh, struggling uh, Anaheim Ducks. We'll see how they fare here tonight back-to-back. I look at the back to back records of these two teams uh this season we'll bring those up but in the meantime you know Rangers bounced back strong after the bad game against uh, Toronto kind of figured they would uh and they were able to last night uh the Rangers on a back to back this year as I uh, take a look at their uh past uh record uh they won against Boston at home 7 to 4 on a back to back November 25th after playing Philly uh the night before they also beat San Jose on a back to back 6 to 5 after meeting Nashville the night before so we've got a 2 and0 Rangers team uh on the second night of back-to-back games uh so far this season Boston won a back- to-back on October the 22nd uh they also uh w- they lost a back- to-back against this Rangers team uh seven to four it's funny um so Boston and the Rangers played each other that Black Friday I believe November 25th they were both off a back back, and the Bruin and the Rangers won the head-to-head seven to four. Uh, against Boston. So there you go. We've got evidence of both of these teams being on a back-to-back, head-to-head previously on a back-to-back for both teams, and the Rangers won that game. Doesn't mean they're going to win tonight, but it is something to keep in the back of your mind. Uh, as far as goaltending matchup tonight, it is going to be for the uh, New York Rangers. We definitely expect Igor Shesterkin on a back-to-back because we saw Jonathan Quick last night, and we probably expect Jeremy Swayman for Boston tonight after we saw Linus Allmark not only play last night but play great. He was outstanding. He's the reason they came back and were able to win that game. So, so very fascinating matchup here, Rangers and Bruins. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel from a side or totals perspective. I could see a bunch of different possibilities here. Boston has won four of the last five meetings. Uh, in Boston, they've won two straight. Um, they're off a momentum-building win last night. Swayman's been pretty good. And to be honest, Swayman's outplayed Justerkin. So I think the goalie edge right now might actually be with the Bruins until we see and start to get his game back. So really, really tricky game. Five and a half with Raymond Reddington liking over. I certainly could, o- could only look over with this total being that low at five and a half here uh, in this one. You would think maybe the draw, but you don't have a lot of draw history with the Rangers and the uh, Bruins. That being said, Boston now, they got a little draw thing going. Back to back have gone past regulation for them. So, you know, maybe a small sprinkle on the draw now that I look at Boston Bruins playing these back-to-back OT games. I do expect a competitive game. I like other draws more, but I could make a case here for it. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Rangers, Bruins.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a pass for now and a game to look for live uh, with this five and a half number. And we're seeing minus a dollar ten or a dollar fifteen for one and a half. I think we can wait a few minutes and maybe even grab four and a half in game and one and a half at a big plus price. Uh, in the first period over. But I could see, you know, we look at that last meeting, that, that 7-4 game, that was nuts. And that was a bit of an aberration uh, when you look at the rest of, this, of the series history between these two teams. But I do think we could see some higher scoring. Like I said, Shesterkin hasn't been as sharp uh, a- as quick lately. And we've seen him, you know, kind of falter, give up some softer than usual goals. Swayman, like I said, has the edge over him. But Swayman, we've seen him kind of, uh, you know, give up his soft goal here and there too. So this could be one of those games that just kind of, quietly goes over the number, but I think we can wait long enough to where we can get some better adjusted numbers in the game.
1: All right, looking for something live. Zach, what do you think here, Rangers-Bruins?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of with Alex on this one a little bit. I think waiting a little bit to see kind of how the first few minutes of the game pans out wouldn't be a bad play. I think it's going to be one of the better games of the night. Honestly, usually when these two teams get together, they're pretty entertaining games or a couple good hits. Who knows if Troop is going to rock someone. So... I'm gonna be uh, definitely interested to get something a little live. I think the over would be a good play as well. But like Alex said, if we could get it at maybe four and a half, because I think that game's gonna get. I think the third period is gonna be the best period of the game. So,
1: I also think at some point, if you're um, Tosturkin, you're gonna you're gonna find it. And I don't want to be betting the Bruins, and I don't want to be betting an over when I, you know he has that game. And this is a big game. It's a big opponent. Uh, he, he's way too hard on himself in the post game media right now. Just like he's really, really owning the responsibility of his struggles and that's commendable, but it's almost to the point where it's too much. Like, you know, you've got it in you to be great. Um, you don't have to beat yourself up that much. Um, just keep working, you know, and eventually I think it'll come back for him. There's no doubt. And as far as the props in this game, I do want to mention just a couple, you know, the Rangers, it's pretty much status quo. For them, as far as a uh, prop looks, um, I do want to point out, you know, that V.C. and Adam Edstrom, it's a guy that's only played on the fourth line, but he got his first NHL goal in his first NHL game last night, very late, uh, against Anaheim. So maybe it, uh, lightning in a bottle strikes again. Could look in his direction tonight once again. Cooley and V.C. Uh, down the lineup. If you're looking for some value for the Rangers with props. And for Boston, you know, we're going to probably go back to that same Uh, A pair of players that we were on last night, Geeky and Heinen on the uh, top line. You have to bet Geeky again. Like that's two games in the top line, center spot, two goals for him. So you just have to keep rolling with it uh, right now as far as the props go for the uh, Bruins. Uh, All right, next up, we've got Washington, Nashville. Uh, Nashville minus 135, home favorite, six the total here in this one. Uh, Capitals, of course, uh, they are coming off the loss to the uh, Flyers uh, in their last game. Back-to-back for Nashville. Uh, after playing the uh, Carolina Hurricanes last night. And despite not having a very good performance in goal from Kevin Lankanen, uh they outscored their problems and outscored their goaltending issues. A 6-5 to overtime win. Uh, here's another one where the draw is definitely very much in play, possibly in this game. Two straight overtime games for Nashville. Washington's gone to overtime or a shootout in two of the last four games. Uh, we've seen, you know, uh, we saw a 3-2 game Uh, last year in Washington between these two teams now not a ton of overtime history head to head but I do think this is probably a competitive pretty close game uh, especially considering the matchup will be Lindgren for Washington who's actually been a little bit better lately than Darcy Kemper uh, and it should be UC Soros for uh, Nashville considering they rested him for tonight and they gave in the start last night so I expect Lindgren and Soros which is right now the best goalies for each of these teams at the moment. So, nothing other than maybe a look toward the draw here with the uh, Capitals and the Predators. Uh Alex, what do you think here, Washington, Nashville? Up, oh, I think we lost Alex here for a minute. Uh but uh as far as this game goes, uh, yeah, I like the draw a little bit. Uh again, other draws that I like, uh from a side perspective, I think Nashville at home is the better of these two teams, but it's not their—it's not a better spot for them. Washington, uh, obviously, the rest advantage. Nashville off a, you know, it's another game, too, where Nashville had to exert a lot in that game to come back to beat Carolina in overtime. So uh, I wouldn't be all that excited about laying a price with Nashville in this spot. But I can't bet Washington because I don't believe Washington's the better team right now. So that's an easy pass. It's just a look to the draw for me. Uh, Zach, what do you think here? Capitals, Predators.
2: Yeah, kind of something that I would probably pass on too. I think Washington's been a little bit surprising. They were kind of getting heckled a lot at the start of the year. What a poor team they are, this and that. But they've been able to string some wins together. And hopefully you can see Ovechkin put a few goals in the back of the net. Maybe not tonight, but just in general, it'd be nice to see him get scoring a little bit again. I think it's good for the game. But yeah, Nashville's been a little bit surprising for sure. Like I said, that game against Carolina, a little bit surprising, but probably something I'll just stay away from.
1: All right, and as far as props, anyone on the top line right now for Nashville—it's they're absolutely rolling right now. It's amazing to see how well this team, uh, for uh, you know, Nashville's playing up front as far as the top line is concerned. That Forsberg, Geit, Nyquist, O'Reilly top line has been outstanding, so I wouldn't talk anyone out of props for them. Washington's interesting because you know, while Ovechkin is just stuck on you know five goals and having a huge decline offensively, Strome's been good, Wilson's been good, McMichael and Mantha have really stepped up on the second line. So there's four, you know, I would sprinkle across all four of them. Strom, Wilson, Mantha, and McMichael right now for Washington. They've been really good for this team, and a lot of their offense has come from them. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Caps, Preds?
0: Yeah, the only thing I like here, and you mentioned about with the player props, I like Philip Forsberg over one and a half points in this game. We've seen him get a goal and assist in uh, back-to-back contest. This is the team that drafted him. And he's done fairly well against them, eight goals and uh, eight assists in 15 games against Washington. So that's the that's only thing I like here in this. I don't like a side, don't like a total, you know, draw could be, could make some sense, but here, uh, but I think Forsberg's the one guy to kind of circle. He's been hot right now for Nashville.
1: He has. And I think back-to-back overtime winners, overtime game winning goals and back-to-back games for Philip Forsberg to beat Philly and then to beat Carolina last night. So he's been absolutely outstanding uh, this year for the, nashville predators all right dallas stars st louis blues dallas minus 140 road favorites six and a half the total here in this matchup tough spot for dallas roared back beat ottawa after a slow start seeing their goalie jake ottinger uh, leave the game due to injury didn't even make the trip here to uh st louis for this matchup against the uh st louis blues matthew murray now i have not heard who's called up but i would assume it's him For the uh, Dallas Stars, as we mentioned earlier, called up from the minors. Uh, Will it start him tonight on a back-to-back, or will they go to Wedgwood, who, remember, played most of that game last night. Remember, this was not a late-in-the-game injury with Ottinger. This was very early in the first period. So if you play Scott Wedgwood tonight, this is like the equivalent of two full games for him uh, back-to-back. So interesting dilemma, interesting decision for Peter DeBoer uh, tonight. Uh, entering this game for the Stars. I like St. Louis here in this spot. I like them at plus 120. Look, you can't fight it. Yeah, until the team that loses with the new head coach, we're going to roll with them. Uh, I only stayed off it because I thought Ottawa was going to be better than I than they were against St. Louis the other night. They weren't. Blues took care of business. I'm on the Blues here, plus 120 uh, in this spot. Uh, and uh, look, they played well. It's going to be a tougher opponent tonight, but They have the rest advantage. Dallas is rolling in here late on the back-to-back after playing the uh, Ottawa Senators last night. So definitely like the Blues at this price. And I definitely have to go back to the well with, you know what, this first period over machine that is the Dallas Stars. Uh, It's just you bet it until proven otherwise right now or until this streak slows down. It's been remarkable. Uh, And you can find over one and a half uh, at minus 135 to minus 140. Uh, for the uh, first period here in this game and this is like the last last night's game with Dallas Ottawa I'll also bet the first the full game over six and a half but I would say 80 percent uh of it for me will be the first period over 20 percent of it will be the full game over I definitely prefer the uh 20 minute first 20 minutes that we see the goals tonight with the uh, stars and the blues uh Blues remember struck quickly against Ottawa but they scored the only goal Dallas is potent I think Dallas will get on the board. Or we see a two nothing for someone here in this opening period, but I like uh, primarily first period over smaller bet to the full game over here uh, and St. Louis plus one twenty. Alex, what do you think here? Stars Blues.
0: Yeah, so it's, I mean it's automatic right now. We're going with the first period over in Stars games twenty and five the last twenty five uh, seven in a row. We can lay a dollar thirty two right now at, at FanDuel. Uh, anything higher than a dollar forty five, I would suggest waiting a few minutes and grabbing in game. Also, like both teams to score in the first period, I've seen between plus 150 and plus 160 on that, so any, anywhere in that range is fine. And I'm also going to take a small shot. I don't play these often, but I'm going to go first period draw at plus 180, because I'm a little bit nervous by the history of these two teams in the first period. We've been seeing one in seven, the last eight to the first, first period overs. However, in all eight of those games, and even the one that went over, it was 2-2, two, two, we've seen an even score out of, after twenty minutes in the last eight meetings with these two teams. So, first period draw. First period over one and a half minus a dollar thirty-two. First period, both teams to score. I got it at plus one fifty.
1: All right, there we go. Multiple uh, wagers in play here for Alex with the uh, Stars and the Blues. Zach, what are you liking here, Dallas St. Louis?
2: Yeah, I'm not really sure what to expect. Uh, I'm probably going to wait a little bit. Uh, maybe get something when in uh, game, but. It'll be interesting to see how the Blues continue to roll with their interim coach and how they perform at home. So, um, I, like you said, I would be interested to see who's in net for Dallas tonight, so I'm kind of going to wait a little bit on that as well. But game doesn't excite me too much otherwise.
0: Yeah, and is Wedgwood in net?
2: It is confirmed?
0: Started. Yeah, Wedgwood's confirmed because Murray started last night for the Texas Stars against the Grand Rapids. Remy Poirier is supposed to be getting a start against the Wolves tonight, so. I, mean, I guess as Murray gets called up and backs him up and uh, Wedgwood starts, but Wedgwood is confirmed.
1: There you go. I kind of figured it would be Wedgwood. I was pretty sure with this quick turnaround and a back-to-back, they weren't going to throw Murray in there right away. Uh, even if he didn't play last night, I, I wasn't convinced they were going to start him tonight. So there you have it. Uh, it is go- indeed going to be um, – Uh, Scott Wedgwood uh, in between the pipes here for the uh, Dallas Stars tonight against the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, Arizona Coyotes. We've got uh, Arizona minus 115 uh, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, here in this one. I'm at the point now where when the Buffalo Sabres win their previous game, I am not betting them the next game. I can't do it. This has just been a remarkable inability to put two wins in a row together. Buffalo, two good games in a row together, and there's just falling flat. I don't know what it is. You get too comfortable. You 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 get so complacent, not complacent, but you you think that you after a win that it's just going to be easy the next time out. And the things you did well the last game, you can't replicate them. It's a bad mental mindset to have. And Buffalo is in this rut right now where they just cannot put two good games in a row together. So there's no way I'm taking Buffalo tonight. It's back-to-back for both teams, so there's really no advantage either way. Uh, they both played last night uh, in this game, uh, or they both played last night as far as the uh, Friday schedule, Arizona, with a one nothing win against uh, San Jose. Buffalo with, the, sh- I'll be honest, a stunning win against Vegas, 5-2. The way they played, they looked like horse crap uh, against Colorado the other night, 5-1. Um, but yeah, I-, I lean Arizona here. And keep in mind, they just played recently, just like last week in Buffalo. Sabres put the boots to the Coyotes 5-2. So for me, it's Arizona or pass. I don't know if I'll bet Arizona, but I certainly could only look that way uh, from a side perspective. We saw Devin Levi in net. He was really good, by the way. Uh, Devin Levi, if you're a Sabres fan, it's nice to see Devin Levi starting to string, you know, a few good performances in a row together. And that's been very, very impressive to see. Uh, And again, we saw that from him playing very well uh, in the uh, victory for the... um, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres against Vegas. Uh, He played a couple of good games before that. So uh, very impressive to see Levi playing well again. Now, who's it going to be tonight in net? Buffalo Sabres are like Montreal where, you know, they've got, I believe, still three goalies up with this team, Levi, UPL, and Comrie. Uh, So it could be any one of them, but it looks like Comrie is projected right now to be the goalie. Eric Comrie tonight for Buffalo. Uh, in this game, we do expect Karel Vemelka on the back to back for Arizona, and he is confirmed. See, that's why I I, I don't know if I can bet Arizona either because I'm not loving Karel Vemelka's trajectory right now in net. There's like Ingram's been outplaying him consistently for a long period of time uh, as of late, and you look at Vemelka's numbers: 3.5 goals against, 8.92 save percentage, two and seven record this year in nine starts. Uh, for Karel Vimelka as well. So, like I said, I can't bet Buffalo off a win. I won't bet Buffalo off a win. But there's enough concern out of Arizona here, too. It just feels like a pass to me. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sabres, Coyotes?
0: Yep, yeah, I'm going with the first period over. I'm going to play that smaller at 140 and also combine that with plus 140 on both teams to score in the first period. 11-2 the last 13 meetings. To the first period over, like I said Carel but has been absolute trash right now. Uh, and Buffalo, if you have three goalies, you don't really have one. That's been the, the story of their entire season. So uh, we're gonna just keep it simple. First period over, and both teams are going the first.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as uh, John X saying the draw, and you know, I've been I'm trying to make a case for the draws in a lot of these instances. It's not not so much this one. I mean, there's not a lot of history of current form draws. For these two teams there's really not much recent head-to-head series history with draws uh, between the two teams so not easy to get there with the draw for me in this game and there's other games I think have a better chance uh, of overtime here than uh, this one um, I would lean over actually six and a half Arizona was in a one nothing game last night I don't think we're going to see something similar tonight so that's probably the bet I would be most interested in here would be over six and a half uh, what do you think here uh, Zach Buffalo Arizona
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think we're going to see a crazy low-scoring game again with the Coyotes involved. Um, Also can't uh, really rely on the Sabres after a win, like you said. So it's not really a game that I'll have on my radar. Won't be watching it, but definitely lean a little bit to the over. Probably, uh, I think, maybe first first period, both teams to score as well. Might sprinkle a little bit on that.
1: All right, Florida-Edmonton. We've got the uh, Edmonton Oilers minus 140 home favorites, 7 the total, there's a couple six and a half, but most books have seven here uh, as far as the total. So very high total in this one. I'll look for a live over, no question, uh, in this game. You know what? I'm going back to the well with you guys. Um, Even in the loss against Tampa Bay, don't be fooled by that loss, by the way. Oilers were robbed. Robbed of two points by Andre Vasilevsky, who had one of those vintage Vassie uh, performances in net which he's capable of. Look, we've yep. had our concerns, and we've criticized Vasilevsky's play at times, but he's got that in him still. Any given night where he could just stop over 50 shots and and steal two points for his team. And that is exactly what we saw from uh, Vasilevsky. Uh, yeah, I do like Zach Benson. Yes, thank you, Myron. Appreciate that. Thank you for reminding me. Zach Benson prop in the Buffalo game and Carcone one more time, even though he didn't score last night he did score against buffalo last week in buffalo so Carcone and benson are my favorite uh, goal props in that game getting back to this one don't be fooled edmonton played well they sh- probably should have won that game they dominated territorially they dominated offensive zone time they dominated shots high danger chances the whole bit against tampa bay it was just one of those games that Va- vasilevsky turned back the hands of time uh, and he was absolutely outstanding brilliant probably one of his best starts of the year no question Uh, about that the first loss on the homestand uh, as well for the Edmonton Oilers who have been playing much better hockey of late under uh, Chris Knobloch uh, since he took over uh, as the uh, coach I think they've got a good chance to bounce back here's my concern with Florida okay you you were livid about the way you played against Seattle four nothing loss and you were from all indications it was supposed to be uh, a spot where we were supposed to see Florida play well win or lose. And I don't think they played that well against Vancouver. Vancouver played well, but I don't think Florida did. That's disappointing. And they've now been shut out in back-to-back road games, the Florida Panthers, to uh, after that initial 5-2 win against Columbus to start the trip. So that's definitely concerning uh, all the issues they have had uh, scoring goals here the last two games uh, entering this one. So when I look at this matchup here with the uh, Panthers and the Oilers, you know you're off back-to-back shutout losses. You would think maybe this is a team you should be able to get your offense going against. We did see Edmonton give up seven, uh, and Skinner admitted not one of my better performances in that game. Uh, we are, by the way, expected to see Cal Pickard uh, in net for the uh, Oilers as they're giving uh, Skinner a little bit of a rest. Pickard in net. Pickard did win his last start against uh, for the Oilers against New Jersey. One goal allowed on 26 shots. He played very well. A 4-1 win uh, for the. Uh, Oilers uh, in that game against the New Jersey Devils. So uh he played well last start. We'll see if he can do that again here. And again, Florida, yeah, road trip from hell. Uh Poe Buddies, Nurpik. The last two games it has been shut out, 8 nothing Losses, cumulative score against Vancouver and Seattle uh, in the uh, last two games for the Panthers. I think Edmonton wins, but I don't feel comfortable taking the minus 140 on them. You know what I like to do when I think Edmonton is going to play well and potentially win at home. We don't bet the money line; we bet the team total, and the team total is minus 115. You know, compared to the money line here. So that's what I'm looking at in this game: is Oilers over three and a half once again with the day hey, keeps cashing, uh, especially during this uh, home stand. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. During this home stand, six, four, 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 four. I feel like a robot saying it like that. Uh, but in five straight home games, four goals or more for the Edmonton Oilers uh, in their last five home games. So that's all it takes to cash that team total. So I'm back on it. Oilers team total over three and a half. Alex Panthers Oilers.
0: This is going to be a pass, except for one player that I have uh, possibly. I don't know between two players, but there's one person I'm looking at possibly for the bargain bin. But other than that, this is a clear a clear pass.
1: All right, clear pass for uh, Alex here with the uh, Panthers uh, and the uh, Oilers. By the way, head-to-head series history. um, This might be one where the draw could get there. They did play overtime last year in Edmonton, these two teams, four-three Oilers in overtime. So maybe we see something similar. Maybe I'll sprinkle a couple on that. Uh, But again, there's other draws I like more uh, on this Saturday card than this game. Uh, Zach, what do you think here? Panthers, Oilers.
2: Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Like you said, Florida hasn't scored in the last couple games. So perfect game to get back on the ship here, sail in the right direction against the Oilers. But I don't know. I think that uh, it'd be interesting to see if Picard can have another good night and maybe they start rolling with them the way the Oilers schedule is here. It's a little bit spaced out. So I think that would kind of be funny, but but Brodsky's also a goalie that can kind of play up to those Vasilevsky levels at times. Maybe not quite there, but he can definitely steal some games, even if the Oilers are, you know, getting 50 shots on net again. So it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. I think it's going to be an entertaining game, but I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards that draw. So something that I think maybe I'll catch in game, but yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 a big Flames guy, so betting on the Oilers hurts my soul a little bit. <laughs>
1: I feel like busting out that Star Wars line. Patience, young Padawan, uh, after hearing (laughs) Zach say he's on the draw uh, in this game because he's learning. (laughs) He's learning. He's learning from us, Alex, with the draws. He's liking the draw. He is. Uh, And uh, Oilers. Uh, Good stuff. Yeah, a lot of good prop uh, looks. You know what's been good to me lately with Edmonton? I think I hit another one where it's just you put McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, and Bouchard in a point parlay. And it's just—I yeah. think that's two games in a row. It's hit for me these parlays with the four of them: Drysaddle, McDavid, Hyman, and Bouchard. Bouchard to score a goal is a really good bet. He's pounding that puck. He's shooting that puck a lot. The Bouch bomb is finding the twine uh, of late, uh, and I can definitely home, see that uh, continuing here uh, tonight for the uh, Oilers. So anything Bouchard over one and a half points, if you want to really get—you know—he's been piling up the points here lately. Uh, this is an Edmonton team with the way they're rolling here offensively. You know, there's a lot of opportunities here to look at over one and a half points involving so many of their dip players, quite honestly, uh, whether it's, um, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Bouchard, Hyman, those four in particular, I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, you. Well, worth a look at at this point in time. For Florida, I don't expect them to get shut out. Okay, I think they are going to finally score here, especially with Edmonton's not always constantly trustworthy uh, defensively. And by the way, Aaron Ekblad, lower body injury, left the game against Vancouver. Game-time decision tonight to be able to play for the Panthers. So keep that in mind. Evan Rodriguez up on the top line, worth a look. And I think I'm going to try it again. Reinhardt and Verhage goal prop. Because if someone's going to get uh, out of their funk offensively, get this team out of this funk offensively, it'll be those two guys. Carter Verhage, Sam Reinhardt, who have really carried things here for this uh, Panthers team. Yep, they've definitely struggled to score. Uh, John Massey, no doubt. And look, Cal Pickard was really good when he faced New Jersey in his previous start for the Oilers. So we'll see if he can play well again tonight. Uh, against the uh, Panthers. All right, we've got two games left. We've got the LA Kings and the Seattle Kraken uh, next up. We've got, uh, in this game, LA uh, currently minus uh, 150 uh, road favorites, uh, five and a half, six the uh, total uh, here in this game. Uh, Seattle went through the abyss, went through the darkness inside the tunnel, and now they've won two in a row, uh, the uh, Seattle Kraken. So we'll give them credit for that, uh, snapping out of their extended losing streak uh, with victories and back-to-back games uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers, who we just talked about. Uh, and, of course, beating down, unfortunately for Alex, is Chicago Blackhawks 7-1 to uh, in the, in the uh, last game. Uh, so back-to-back wins. Let's see you do it again, though, before we get carried away. And this is a much better team. This is an L.A. team that's off now three straight losses, and they've had two days off. Following that 5 2 loss to the Winnipeg Jets. And it was rather surprising because they had a 2 0 lead. Winnipeg didn't really have much going early in that game. And Winnipeg rips off five unanswered after that. uh, And they end up getting the uh, victory uh, in that game uh, against the LA Kings. So what I am looking at here in this game here is the LA Kings not looking past Seattle uh, in this spot. And oftentimes when you've got a superior team that is going to be focused and is going to be meaning business and wanting to put their best foot forward against a team that they should be able to beat you know that's usually the time and the spot when i want to be on uh the uh, la kings and that's kind of what i'm looking at here they've played by the way four previous times in seattle since the kraken have been in the nhl three and one for la uh, in the four games in seattle look I'm, i'm not i'm just going to take the minus 150 I'm not going to go regulation or minus one or anything like that. It's right along my threshold. I don't lay chalk very often, as you guys know. Like, have I laid anything close to this price on this entire card so far? No. So, you know, once in a while, I don't mind laying minus 150 or paying up to lay it. In this spot, I don't mind paying up to lay it with L.A. I think they bring it. I think the three-game losing streak comes to an end. And even though Seattle's played better the last two games, Florida, who's had a bad road trip so far and – Chicago, who are in the uh, dumpster right now. Uh, That's uh, not exactly the opponent they're playing tonight, the LA Kings, who I expect again, focused now after three losses in a row and two games, two days off to stew after the Winnipeg loss uh, in their previous game. I don't love the one thing I am concerned about is all this fucking travel for the LA Kings. That East Coast road trip back home for one game, and you're back on the road again here in Seattle tonight. So they have had to do a lot of travel. Um, I get worried, maybe it runs them down a little bit, energy wise. But no, I'm going to still stick with it. L.A. minus 150 uh, here for me. Alex, what do you think here? Kings, cracking.
0: Yeah, I'm just going with the first period over one and a half, minus a dollar twenty, and I'm going with Kings first period puck line laying the half a goal of plus 155. Like I said, I think Kings, you know, they're they're comfortable being on the road. Obviously, they've only had you know the two losses, uh, and, and this is a cracking team. Like I said they got to show us that they can string some wins together. And maybe they do. Maybe, they, like I said, with, they take advantage of the Kings with the travel late and find a way to get a win. So with laying the the half a goal and getting that plus money in the first period puck line, that ensures us okay we can get out of the first 20 minutes with a Kings lead, hopefully a Kings 2 nothing lead, cash both of those. Maybe Seattle shows some life and we can bet Seattle next goal to start the second period. Maybe we can try and grab a better adjusted price on Seattle money line in the game. So that's the kind of way I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm leaving this open-ended for some live opportunities, but we're going to play it small with first period over 1.5, minus $1. twenty, and King's first period puck line uh, plus 155.
1: Yeah, I might sprinkle a little on that first period puck line on L.A. As you know, you're going to get a nice plus price on that. Uh, in addition to the minus 150 uh, on them for the uh, full game, you know, the first period puck line is plus 168 at Pinnacle, plus 160 You know, at some other spots. So you do get a very good uh, price there. Uh, with that. And again, we're talking about a Kings team that on the road has been spectacular this year, 11-2. Uh, and two. And there's an asterisk beside the two road losses. The Islander loss was after they got the record against Montreal. Letdown spot. You can tell when they <clears throat> lost to the Islanders. And then it was the back-to-back against the Rangers. Tough spot yep. and quick, you know, wanting to play his butt off against the Kings' former team. Those were the two losses, both of them tough spots. So... Other than that, they're perfect on the road this year. So, yeah, I like the Kings here. What do you think here, Zach? L.A., Seattle?
2: Yep, I like the Kings as well. I think they're going to get back on track here. I'm going to even go minus one and a half, I think, on them. So that's kind of where my head's at on them. That's about it for me on that game. Minus one and a half, Kings. All right, crown them.
1: Crown them. Uh, we all like the uh, L.A. Kings tonight uh, in some fashion here, uh, taking on the uh, Seattle Kraken. Prop-wise, um, you know, maybe look Yamamoto. Suddenly, two games in a row, he scored. That's not the that's the one Kraken prop that I think's got really great value tonight. And then for LA, it's the usual usual people, right? Trevor Moore, it's uh, Quinton Byfield. Uh, they've been absolutely outstanding uh, of late for the uh, LA Kings. So I would say they're my favorite uh, player prop looks. By the way, Phoenix Copley day to day with an illness. Kaliev day to day as well for the LA Kings. So expect Talbot and Decord, not confirmed. But expecting Talbot and Decord uh, in net right now in this game for the Kings and the Kraken. All right, final game of this Saturday card it's Tampa Bay and Zach Urban's Calgary Flames. Uh, we've got minus 110 here, both sides, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, Calgary's coming back off a road trip back home to the uh, Saddle Dome. It's not the greatest scheduling spot uh, necessarily for them. And now you got a Tampa Bay team that. Um, has struggled on the road. I don't love the idea of backing this team on the road, but they have won two of their last three. Uh, Seattle, though, when they were struggling, uh, they didn't play well against Vancouver, didn't play well against Nashville. And yes, they beat Edmonton 7-4, but bit of a phony victory, 57-24, to of course, as we talked about, were the shots in favor of the Oilers uh, in that game. So over double the shots for the Oilers, and it was a Vasilevsky masterpiece. That and four goals from Stamkos. Those are the reasons why they won that game uh, against Edmonton. So I'm still not loving the way Tampa's playing on the road. In all intents and purposes, they should have lost to Edmonton uh, the other night. And they just got bailed out by their goaltender uh, in that game. So I don't want Tampa, but do I trust Calgary enough? I don't think I do. I don't think I do. So it's probably a stay off for me from a side perspective. Unless I can talk myself into the draw. And Calgary has gone to overtime or shootout in two straight games coming into tonight. It could be close. I could see it. Uh, so maybe I do sprinkle on the draw. Other than that, not a whole lot. Vladar and Net for the uh, Flames. By the way, tonight in this game, they're still missing, of course, Chris Tanev, uh, their best shutdown defenseman uh, by far. Definitely miss him. Uh, I would expect Vasilevsky here uh, for uh, Tampa Bay. I know he had a huge workload uh, against the uh, Oilers, but this is not a situation where we saw. Uh, you know, uh, we, don't, we don't have a back-to-back here for uh, Tampa Bay uh, tomorrow. So I'd expect Vasilevsky to be in net. Um, so really, maybe a small sprinkle on the draw. And I, I don't know if I love anything else other than that uh, here in this game. As far as head-to-head matchups go, uh, we've actually seen the under cash in three of the last four. The game in Calgary last year went over. Prior to that, we saw a lot of unders. So it's mostly a prop game uh, for me. This will be other than maybe a small look toward the, uh, the draw. I will say this the first period, both teams to score. I could see you know, more so I like that than the over six and a half. What do you think here, Alex? Lightning flames.
0: Yeah, that, that's not a bad look to take at all. Uh, both teams score in the first period here. I, I would, I like that a little bit more than waiting and grabbing a first period over in this spot because right now you'd have to lay about five, dollar fifty. So if you do like the first period over, I'd say just don't even bother with that. Just grab both teams to score at a, at a plus price. But I'm waiting for confirmation of Vasilevsky. And if I do get that, then I will be on Tampa Bay. Six and two of the last eight meetings. Vasilevsky said with the shutout, he looked like vintage Vass. Uh, that last game, he's finally rounding back into his form. In <clears throat> Calgary, I hate to say it, Zach, but this Calgary team has been an absolute disaster piece. Uh, say it, buddy. I've
2: been witnessing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the goaltending circumstances have just been a mess. We got Vladar starting. Markstrom's back from the illness and the injury. So he's now going to be backing, backing up. My guess is that that means Dustin Wolf will eventually get sent back to the Wranglers uh, in due time. He just didn't look that sharp in the couple of starts that he had, but it wasn't all his fault. He made some quality no. saves. Just to play in front of him wasn't that great. So uh, with all that being said, Tampa Bay, I know we've been fading them on the road, but I think that might be coming to an end now. If we get Vasilevsky confirmed uh, at this cheap of a price, I'm going to be on Tampa.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would probably play Tampa too before Calgary. It's just the thought of this Lightning team, on the road is not one I fully trust, but I think I probably trust Calgary less than that uh, right now. One and six, by the way, for the Flames in their last seven games. Uh, it's, it's been tough. Although I'll tell you what. Tough losses, the last three in particular. Colorado, they led that game in the third, blew the lead, lost. Vegas was a winnable game. They lost in overtime. Great efforts, but lost. And then the Minnesota game could have went either way, and they lost. So they have had some tough luck these last
0: three games as well. This game basically for me is is me relying on the goalie charts that I post at Patreon right now. Like If I get Vladar, uh, a, a Vladar versus Vasilevsky matchup at even money, that's screaming Vasilevsky damn near every time.
1: So it's like they're hesitant to put Dustin Wolf in too. I I don't get that. I don't understand
0: that. Like here's clearly something, clearly yeah. something with that management and, and front office group where I don't know if they 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 seem to be torn at odds on what they're gonna do with Dustin Wolf. He doesn't need to be in the AHL anymore. The dude's won 120 games down there. Like let him be the backup. And, and if you don't have space for somebody, then you need to get rid of somebody. And obviously they don't want to get rid of Wolf. You, you know you don't want to rely on Marxism because he's been up and down. So you know the the thing is, can you find somebody to get Vladar? and you keep Wolf up for the rest of the year, because that's really what they need to do at
1: this point. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how has Wolf had the best of games since he's been called up. No, but he hasn't no. been terrible. He's been let down by his team in front of him on a lot of these goals that have been, gone past him. And let's be honest, Vladar, you're talking about going with a goalie instead tonight that's got a 3.54 goals against 8.79 save percentage. Yeah. That's Dan Vladar's numbers this year. So I don't get it. There's I mean, a difference I'll between Young. Another chance. See what he's got. The,
0: yeah, there's a difference between a young goalie who who looks bad with a bad team and a guy who's just not that good, and Vladar is just not that good.
1: Yeah, he's had a tough go. He had a great start the last year and bailing out the Flames when Markstrom was in the tank. Uh, and then he started to struggle late in the season, Vladar, and he's, it's carried over so far into this year. He's had a tough start. Uh, Zach, your team's in a bit of a funk. What do you think here? Lightning, Flames.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a hard time lately as per usual, though. You know, it's hard to say because it's hard to trust Tampa Bay. They haven't been very good in the games that they've won. They haven't been very good. Obviously, they've got the firepower, so they're able to put up the amount of goals that they do and when they need. But that keep, seems like the common theme here where they're kind of getting bailed out. So I'd like to see to make sure that Vasilevsky is in for sure. But I definitely would be leaning a little bit in the over first 10 minutes. Um Seem seem to get scored on in the first 10 minutes in every single game. So especially at home too. And then they seem to claw their way back, but definitely going to be kind of a little bit more on the player props, probably on Tampa side. Uh, the big guns over there seem to be rolling. Stamkos with four goals, unreal, that kind of thing. And Kucherov's been great. So it's definitely been a little disappointing to see how Vladar's played. His stock has kind of gone right down the gutter. I think they've almost lost. The value on him from last year, where I think they maybe should have traded him then. But, you know, it's hard to say. Um, I'd like to see Wolf play a little bit more consistently for sure, like not having him going up and down, up and down, this and that. Like, I know they talked about earlier in the year, maybe even just potentially keeping three goalies up. You don't really see that too, too often, but I know they had talked about that. So it'd be nice to honestly see Vladar get rolling a bit so that they could maybe think about moving them near the deadline and then having Wolf come up. But I honestly still think that the value in the team is trading Markstrom. Honestly, like he's got a pretty valuable contract. Uh, I think it's pretty long-term still. And the Flames don't really have anything to lose right now. It doesn't look like they're going to be competing anytime soon with the way that some of their like the Hubert O contract is looking like it's going to turn into one of the worst contracts in the NHL. So that's pretty, like, he's on pace for worse numbers this year than he was last year. And you heard all, you know, the Sutter this, he's that, lost blah, blah, the blah. his passing ability, too. It's like, just, that was always such sometimes great. Sometimes when you're that. watching no. him out there, yeah. it looks like he's, like, just, like, either fighting the puck or fighting it to stay in the lineup, almost. Like, not a superstar caliber player. Like, he looks out of place more times than not, which is just mind-boggling to me. So yeah, it's, it's, that's definitely been a little bit of a disappointment, but... I don't know. The Flames always seem to put an interesting game on the board. So I expect that at home. And they haven't played very many games at all this year, Saturday night at home. So I don't know if that's going to play a factor or not. So definitely going to stay away a little bit, but I think it'll be an entertaining one.
1: Yeah, there's a few props I like on the Calgary side. Uh, Sharon Govich is the automatic right now for me. He is on fire. He's finally, remember I said, it's going to start to go in the net for Sharon Govich. Because he had all those chances when he first got put on the top line, and it was posts and crossbars, and the goalie was robbing him a couple of times, and he just couldn't buy one when he first got moved to the top line by Ryan Huska. Well, now the last four games, five goals and six points uh, in the last four games for Igor Sharangovich. So he's the uh, prime goal prop and player prop bet tonight for me in this game for Calgary. He's Calgary's
2: leading goal goal scorer
0: really now wow yeah just 10 goals hot surge yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah 10 goals I'm looking at right now
0: it's it's been confirmed since we've been talking about this game Vasilevsky is going to be starting so I am on Tampa Bay yeah
2: there it is official play now for uh, yeah there you
1: go Bassey and net Tampa Bay for Do you know Alex?
2: who's been crazy disappointing in my opinion for the Flames especially in contract years Lindholm like I don't know if yeah. he's just sick of it there or what's going on and like because, you know, obviously, like, losing your two star players with Goudreau and uh, Kachuk, like, obviously, that's going to take a hit on anyone, no matter who you are, but he hasn't yeah. really been able to find his game and you think with, you know, his contract coming up, most guys are playing pretty good, but he's he's really not hovering too high right now, in my opinion. He, he plays a lot of minutes and he does a lot of other things, but offensively, it's not really clicking too well for him, it seems.
1: I would agree. Lindholm, you know, we need a little more from him right now. as uh, Kadri as well, and uh, Hubert up a little same. bit
2: Kadri, like yeah. young guys kind of rejuvenated Cadre. like yeah. you saw him Presbelli or whatever his name is came up and Zari like really threw some jump back into Cadri. and yeah. you can see that he's playing with a little bit more emotion because when he's not playing with emotion, he's one of the worst players on the ice.
1: The other two flame props I like are Zari. I've, I've mentioned Zary a bunch. He's been good uh, for them. And I'll throw one that's been really, he's been one of their better forwards lately, under the radar, third line, but he's been really good. He's been working hard. He's scored a few times, Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman's he's been, been really, really solid well. lately for the uh, Calgary Flames. There's a good under the radar player prop here for Tampa. You know, I I don't hate Kucherov over one and a half points. Like he, uh, th- this is something I probably should have Seems been betting automatic. more than I have. You know how many multi-point games this guy has had? I mean, this fucker is uh, hotter than a pistol right now. It's like he said, three points against Edmonton, three against Seattle, two against Pittsburgh and Dallas. He has multi-point games for the Lightning five times or four times in the last six games. So you know the over one and a half points, uh, you could make a clear case for that with Kucherov. And then for goal props, I would look probably Nick Paul, because he's in the top six, uh, or actually he's been dropped down, so maybe not. But Sorelli, Hagel, those two in particular, and got to go back to the well with uh, as long as he's with Kucherov and Point on the top line, got to go back to the well with Alex Barre-Boulet. He will score a goal from a second-hand shot. Alex <laughs> Barre-Boulet. Yeah, I think again, has had chances, hasn't found the net yet uh, for, for this team, but continue to play on that top line, get that opportunity. I still think his props worth a look as well. How about that for an, an for analysis of this Saturday card, man? Uh, an hour forty minutes, thirteen games, huge slate, over two hundred live viewers. We appreciate it. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. Uh, on youtube Uh, make sure you subscribe sign up patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month there's a very good chance you know january 1st rolls around we might be migrating the entire members only uh content including the bonus videos bonus shows the impromptu live betcasts that we'll be doing in the new year all of it to patreon dot com slash ice guys so ten dollars a month the goalie charts totals charts power ratings and the daily betting card and player props posted there so make sure you sign up and subscribe if you haven't done so already uh patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month and check out the ice guys
0: store ice guys dot my spread shop.com yeah you're pretty much running out of time to be able to get anything under the tree for christmas uh with any of the stores but you can still definitely order stuff and get ready for the new year uh, doesn't have to necessarily be under the cre- tree right on the 25th, so definitely check out the ice guys store ice guys.myspreadshop.com. We also have the limited edition store, that link is uh will be pinned on our X account that's at the underscore ice guys.
1: All right, bargain bin special of the night. Uh, Alex with a magical winner. I gotta think he's got to pick someone from the Dallas Stars again. <laughs> with he's not. Something with him and uh bargain bin picks from the Dallas Stars. He had Esselindell. Against Detroit, he had Miro Haskinen last night against uh, Ottawa at plus 700. Lindell was plus 1150, uh, but he is not going back to the Dallas Stars for bargain bin tonight. Alex, where are you going?
0: No, I'm going out to Edmonton tonight, and like I said, I was torn between two different games. So I will give out the other one that, that just missed the cut, Scott Lawton, plus 440, uh, for for Philly against Detroit. I mean, seeing his numbers, he's an absolute Red Wings killer. So that makes sense to grab at some point. But my true bargain bin special tonight is Evan Bouchard to get a goal at plus three seventy. I mean, this dude has been just scorching hot right now. Uh, an absolute points machine. Like I said, he's been firing the puck, and uh, you know I think he could definitely find a chance to get it to the back of the net. We cashed him about a couple of weeks ago. See if we can do it again. Evan Bouchard plus three seventy anytime goal That's my bargain bin special tonight.
1: All right, good stuff. Uh, Evan Bouchard, and that'll be on my card for player props tonight as well. Evan Bouchard to score a goal for the Oilers, plus 370. Uh, Zach, have you got one in mind tonight? Bargain bin special of the night?
2: Yeah, I got one. I'm going with uh, Eric Carlson. Anytime goal scorer, I've got him at plus 325 at at 365. I haven't really shopped around anywhere else, but he's been scoreless for a while. Their power play is starting to heat up. He's had his chances, so I'm kind of thinking on that one. Yeah, I like the angle of their
1: power play heating up cause you would uh, Carlson goes with the power play. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, he's a big integral part of that. Uh, and I think eventually if the power play continues to produce well, he'll eventually find the back of the net. So plus three ninety actually at Fanduel with uh, Eric Carlson right. uh, to score a goal for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So there you go. Good uh, selection there for Zach urban with his bargain bin special of the night. Uh, I'm going to give you two cause I can't choose between them. Uh, Igor Sharon is at the just barely meets the criteria. There's plus 300 at Bet Rivers right on the nose. So it meets the criteria. And because it does, that is absolutely bargain bin special material because he's been on fire. We've talked about it. What is it? Five goals in the last uh, four games for the uh, Flames. Plus 300, Igor Sharon for Calgary. That's one of my two bargain bin specials. And the other one, uh, even though I don't trust this team to put two good games in a row together, I do trust this man maybe to score for a third straight game up on the top line for the Buffalo Sabres, and that is Zach Benson, who has been absolutely outstanding for the uh, Sabres since being put with Thompson and Tuck on the top line. Goals in back to back games, plus 360 at FanDuel for Zach Benson of the Buffalo Sabres to once again score a goal. He did last night against Arizona, or sorry, against uh, Vegas. Uh, I expect um, him to find the back of the net tonight as well against Arizona. So there you go. Igor Govich for Calgary, plus 300. And also Zach Benson, uh, Buffalo Sabres, plus 375. Actually, you can find at um, Bet365 uh, to score a goal. So there you go. And at Mike, I like Coleman as well. Uh, it's not bargain bin, but Coleman will be on the goal score prop card tonight for sure for Calgary uh, as well, no doubt. Uh, all right, there you go. Bargain bin specials to recap. Evan Bouchard-Edmonton for Alex, Eric Carlson-Pittsburgh for Zach, and I am on Igor Sharangovich for Calgary and Zach Benson for Buffalo. All right, best bets. Alex, what do you got for best bet?
0: I think everybody knows what this is going to be. This is the Dallas Stars, St. Louis Blues, first period over one and a half. $1.32 is the cheapest thing I've seen at FanDuel still, so uh, grab that. Anything one forty or better that is a, a certain buy on seven in a row for the stars 20 and five, the last 25 and St. Louis has been on a nice little run themselves to the first period over. So I expect goals to look at both teams to score, but we're going first period over minus a dollar 32 with the stars and blues. That is my best bet for this big Saturday.
1: All right. Stars blues over one and a half first period best bet for Alex B. Smith after cashing it with Dallas last night is the best bet against Ottawa with that first period over a uh,
2: Zach. What do you got for best bet? Uh, I'm going first period over with the old Flames and Lightning. Not the best value, but I think it's going to be high scoring right off the bat. So that's my best bet of the night.
1: All right, there you go. Tampa Bay, Calgary. Goals early. And I kind of personally like the, uh, like I said, the both teams to score uh, in that first period of uh, Tampa, Calgary. So that's in line with that. So first period uh, over one and a half minus 140 with the Lightning and the Flames for Zach. Uh, Urban with his uh, best bet. Uh, my best bet here for this Saturday car finally back in the wind column with the best bet uh, yesterday with Boston and the New York Islanders over. Was very very happy to see that. Um, for best bet tonight, you know what? I'm going to go right back and look. It treated me well. It got me out of my funk with the uh, best bets last night, uh, and I'm hopefully it can keep it going tonight. I'm going to go right back to the Islanders over again uh, with Montreal. We saw Montreal last game go over against Pittsburgh. Islanders eight and one to the over for the New York Islanders in their last nine games. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it for me. We'll go with Islanders Habs over six minus one ten uh, for my best bet here for this Saturday card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder. The Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, for our Saturday guest, Zach Urban, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys. (sighs) Hmm. <sighs>